This is the father. If you aspire to be a writer, you soon realize that it's all about the material. And then you begin to ruthlessly cannibalize everything and anything around you. You will filch, you will absorb other people's life stories and attempt to um, filter them and adopt them. This is the son. It was bound to happen eventually. He's kind of gone through every other family member, so I knew my time was coming. Yeah. This is the actor. There was no single defining moment where it hit me out of a clear blue sky like one of those falling anvils in the cartoons. No, it was more a series of small moments that, to an outsider, might look kind of cliched, but I can't help that. This is the producer. Little Fictions is a live show where actors read short Australian stories. I was particularly keen that this show, which is called I Heart LGBTQI, the MC, the actors and the authors would be represented from the queer community. At six years old, my father wants to sign me up to play soccer with our local team. Every Saturday morning, my body is more or less present on the soccer field. On one memorable occasion, alerted by the shouting of the excitable man who is our coach, I look down to discover that the ball has rolled to a stop next to me. At this point, I become acutely aware that a swarm of seven-year-olds is bearing down on me with madness in their eyes and murder in their heart. I kick it. The ball somehow goes in. I have scored. Wow. I have scored in my own net. I remember it vividly. I remember really being against the idea, but I was bribed, so it was worth it. I remember them being on the side of the field and as I ran one way, they would also run alongside with me and just having absolutely no idea what I was doing. No idea. So the first thing to note about the soccer incident was that it didn't happen like that. It was obviously exaggerated, hopefully for comedic effect. His coach was a psychotic parent who believed what was going on in the field had great seriousness. And so I was probably a bit of a letdown. <laughs> disappointment. Soccer disappointment. At 10 years old, the year of the Spice Girls, posh, ginger, sporty, baby and scary, the endlessly wonderful Spice Girls sweep into my life via my sisters. Together with her friends, she forms a kind of tribute act incorporating makeup, costumes, dance moves. They learn all the lyrics to Wannabe and want to perform the song every day during school lunch break. My sister is Posh Spice, which makes her almost famous at our school. I bask in reflected glory. I am almost famous once removed, which makes me not quite almost famous. I was a Wannabe Spice Girl. That's the only part of the story where nothing is made up whatsoever. That is exactly as it was. Like it wasn't just his sister, it was she was almost a spice girl. Now you know how I feel. 
At 17 years old, Friday night is church fellowship night. I like Christians. Robert, the youth minister, asks each of us to share something about ourselves we might like the group to pray about. I stand up and reveal my secret identity like Clark Kent whipping off the spectacles. Surprise! I'm gay! The smiles slip away. There is silence. The ambience is no longer warm or inclusive. At this point, I notice Robert, the youth minister, is staring at me like the dark lord of Beelzebub has materialised amongst the church flock. Robert coldly thanks me for my contribution and moves on to the next person. I notice that he forgets to pray for me. The next day, Robert sends me a text message suggesting I might like to find another fellowship group to attend. I dramatised it by bringing it into a, a location and a moment where it all came together, the church authorities, his friends and him. That didn't happen that way. It was clear to him from everything he'd learned at the church and at the fellowship, you know, homosexuality was considered a sin and, you know, Christians have this, had an amazing way of smiling lovingly at you while telling you that you're going to go to hell. And then we got in the post a Christian handbook of how to deal with the psychological, physiological problem that was homosexuality. This book indicated that it was basically a problem of the adolescent's relationship with the father. And the father must have been cold and remote. He was, um, he was definitely the favourite parent and it was very exciting when he was around. He would dedicate most of his weekends with us kids. I don't know, he's the father. The father's always the fun one, right? I have always had a very supportive family and a very close family. Most of his family who were at the performance that night, I think it could be truly said that story came from a place of insight and sensitivity, which is, after all, the kind of idea that I wanted to express. One of the things I didn't realise about the Little Fiction's experience in its entirety is that when you write something that's performed there and recorded, it attains a life of its own. And you, you have to be aware of that. You may find it turns up, you know, in months to come in a different context, a different part of the country even. The question is, am I cannibalizing my son's life story for my own purposes? And in doing so, I'm, I'm editing, I'm controlling the narrative, I'm co-opting his story. You don't want your story written and put on the internet. That's my life now. Is that ethical? You know, do, is there a moral compass that can be, should be brought to bear in all this? And then comes the second aspect, which is the cultural appropriation question. Is it right for me to write the story in the first person as if I am the young gay boy who's gone through all this? 
it was mentioned in an article after the event, and it's got my name, and it's it mentions that I was you know hearing it for the first time that night. I didn't expect any of that to happen. He didn't ask for permission or anything. All of a sudden, yeah, it's there on the internet with my name. One of the great things about the skill and practice of writing, of writing fiction, is that you can write from within the, the shoes, from the point of view of somebody who is not you. And I feel like this story ended like really the beginning of my life. I was only just becoming like a person and knowing who I was and having a strong character. So no, it has not shaped me in any way. I'd like to be involved next time, more involved next time. I think the two of us could work, work well together. The gist of the story is that sexuality is, is relatively trivial. And in terms of our humanity, it's actually, uh, it's a powerful chemical impulse, but it's, but it should be considered on a lower rung by far to more uplifting aspects of our humanity. I appreciate what my dad has done um, in writing this story. I think it's cool that now I have something physical that I could hold on to forever. Produced by Neil Ashworth. Kerry DeCarnawa and Catherine Jenkins sang the Flower Duet, and the Spice Girls sang Wannabe. <laughs> <laughs>